Hey, welcome to the third episode of Super High Sci-Fi. We're always high in sci-fi here, as usual. I have my brother Grant with me in our spacious Cincinnati studio. Hi. And Sam is joining us, as usual, from barren wasteland of New Jersey. Hey, it looks like that a lot more, too. And today we're doing something a little different. Um, the, for the past couple episodes, we've been kind of talking about sci-fi news, sci-fi in general, movies and stuff. But we're going to lay a commentary track today. We're going to do it for a, a good episode of Stargate SG-1. Uh, so if you're familiar with Stargate SG-1, great. If not, this is going to be a good intro for you. Um, obviously, it's a commentary track, so you guys are going to want to queue it up at home. You can get this on Amazon Prime if you have it, or on DVD. I don't know if it's on iTunes. Do either of you know if it's on iTunes? Yeah, it is. Okay, so you can get it on iTunes, nice. too. So there's plenty of avenues to get at Stargate SG-1. We're going to be watching the sixth episode from the fourth season, which is called, Sam? Window of Opportunity. Exactly. So uh, put in your DVD player, load it up on iTunes, um, open VLC, whatever you're going to do, and we'll count you down to when we're going to start the episode. So are you guys ready? Yes. You're ready. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Lion. Yep. Right? Yep. Okay, perfect. Ooh. Yeah, I know. This is, uh, got some good CGI backgrounds here. It's all good. Was it? It almost looked painted, honestly, or something. I don't know. Did they ever use matte paintings for SG-1? I know they did in Star Trek for some of the backgrounds. Yeah, they did. Yeah, They did? Okay. Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't they? I mean, this is generic desert planet. Yeah. I mean, camo it's not gear. like... Like desert it's camo not, gear. What is that kind of forest called? That The deciduous forest? Yeah. It's always that like just generic Midwest forest in Canada they're filming in, so this yeah. is a nice break. Yeah. <laughs> Those glasses are so awesome. I mean, Colonel Neal has just the best stuff. He has that hat. He just has his He's double got... shades now. He has an extra pair of shades. It's bright and sunny, though. Yep. You could go blind. You could end up like Daniel, be some blind fuck making a carbon scrubbing there. Yeah, which, how do you think he explains being there? Because he's like, oh, I'm just, I'm just an archaeologist here. I know about the gates. I'm just, I'm just doing some archaeology here. He's supposed to prevent them from fucking up other cultures and stuff because he's more literate, I guess. And where, who uh, are his people? Why do we never meet his people or are told who he's from? Oh, a quasi-Hitler guy here? Yeah. If he had, a, like, a Charlie Chaplin mustache, he would look just like Hitler. <laughs> he does have a very interesting face. He does. I mean, I don't know. We, this is the thing kind of with Stargate, though, is that you see a lot of these other quasi-advanced human cultures, and this guy has clearly got, like, a cool little yeah. hand technology thing that's beyond what SG-1 has, yeah. but you never see any of these people again. It's like, how do they not be like, hi, we want to uh, meet your people really badly, like, and I don't know, it's, I guess some of them, you know, won't tell, won't tell SG-1, but, I mean, fuck, man, that would be, how do they not, how do they not find out from him where his, like, try to find out where his home plan is from, being like, hey, we want to trade with you. You're clearly advanced. Help us out. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, though. They tease you with the Tolan, which yeah. I guess they have their justifications for not sharing. But that that was always a sad day. It's like, no, I wanted the Tolan technology. That oh. shit was sick. Oh. Daniel got blasted. You just can't trust Hitler. He's going to shoot you. <laughs> this is the weird thing, though. Like, why do you need to hide the body? Like, if you're going to do the thing, just go push the stones right away. Like, well, I don't... they can still see his boots. He didn't want Daniel to get sunburned. <laughs> he's in the shadow, though, so he's safe. <laughs> 
He's safe from what though? Like he's safe from sight. He didn't want it to light get hit it, so he's safe. <laughs> Put some SPF fifty on him. <laughs> well, it's it's pretty intense. They had like two sets of glasses on. This is like uh, what what's that game? Not whack a mole, but shit. Lights out. Remember that thing? Sort no. of. Lights out. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's just a thing where you like push it and you had to get all the lights out on the board, but every time you push a different button, it would like t- turn some lights off, turn other ones on. It was a puzzle. Did you play with ancient devices when you were a child, Clark? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. That's what you got laying around the house oh, sometimes. Oh, got his goatee. I forgot about that. That's awesome. <laughs> Is it a goatee or it's just not? It's his soul patch. It's whatever, his soul patch. <laughs> Uh, it's it as long as it's pre hair tilk, it's all good. Yeah, <laughs> pre hair tilk and hair tilk were uh, different people. <laughs> I yeah, I think that's definitely the case. And as usual, General Hammond is just stuck with something going wrong with the gate. <laughs> what the hell? And, um, oh, I guess this is Walter. a continuation. There, there's no Walter there. <laughs> Maybe he's on break. I guess. Walter's got to take a break sometime. <laughs> I mean, who knows what time it is on Earth, though? Like, it's daylight on All desert right, planet wait, here. Here's a moment. Didn't Hadn't they been, like, working with this guy for a couple, like, supposedly they had been working with him for a while? So I'm surprised that he doesn't use, like, a force field before. Does he really think that they're just going to be okay with him doing this? Like, he eventually gets the force field. How does he not do it before this point? Like when, if he knows that they're, they're there and they've like met each other a bunch of times, I mean, that's just poor planning on his part completely. Yeah. Especially since he has all these different times to plan it out better. <laughs> yeah. He has the whole infinite loop time here to figure out what went wrong, but he just keeps going for it. But I guess, you know, as we find out later in the episode, he's kind of got his mind on something else. So maybe he's not. Yeah, I guess. Uh, and he, here's the great, Crazy Stargate intro. <laughs> I mean, I like this thing. It has like the strange Pharaoh's mask that flashes by, and yeah, then it's it, from the yeah. movie. Yeah, it's the intro from the movie. Is it from the? This is this the same one? The, the one from the movie is a bit like more uh, extended, though. The yeah, the beginnings from the movie though, right? With the Pharaoh's head. Yeah, yeah. Then the rest of the shit though, with like the craziness going on, is Stargate SG One because they're using clips from the show. But yeah, yeah personally, I, I like the. Just the normal intro they use for the seasons one through four with the kind of the blue background. At, at, let's see, there's Don S. Davis as General Hammond. The fun fact about him, though, he was in an episode of MacGyver. He was a guy driving a cement truck with a bomb in the back. <laughs> and he did some great acting, got out of it, said, Oh, more God, and ran away. It's <laughs> interesting. Yeah, I just felt like sharing. He was a funny. Uh, he's a he's a good actor in this. I love General Hammond. Who's who sat died from uh actor died from that heart attack, didn't he? Yep. Yeah, he died from uh, very sad. What happened to him in the show? Like in what season five or six? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think that happened. Like he died. They were gonna do more with him, but he died, and so then they like kind of added it into the show. Well, no, he the uh, he the actor lived until the end of Stargate because he's in the last movie hmm. that they made. But um, I was referring to the episode where they're the follow-up to the Ashen thing where the Ashen have taken over Earth and General Hammond is mysteriously killed by a heart attack when oh, he's on the case. yeah, that's true. Yeah. I forgot about that. Good point. I watched a lot of Stargate. <laughs> it's all right. Well, well, anyway, here, I guess... Uh, Look at those waffles. He didn't yeah. finish the waffles. I know. <laughs> 
the one good thing in the cafeteria. Right. I haven't had a waffle in a while. I kind of, I should have gotten that when I was food shopping today. Yeah, should have gotten the Magos. <laughs> they have Jello in there too, though, and it looks like good Jello. So, like, she's talking about science, and O'Neill and Teal are just like, "What the hell?" Yeah. I don't know. I just yeah, Teal just telling her to shut up. <laughs> yeah, have we not talked about this before? It would be kind of boring to hear yes. about this shit, though. Yeah. Do not correct <laughs> Teal. No, Teal. <laughs> That's not what this meeting is about. No, he's MacGyver. He knows all about that. Mm-hmm. Nobody reads the reports. There, there was there was actually an episode where um, Amanda Tapping ad-libbed a MacGyver joke. Yeah, they, the episode where they're trapped in the Antarctic gate. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it didn't make it in, sadly. That was funny, though. I mean, it's true, though. MacGyver could figure this shit out, no problem. Yeah. You made a nuclear reactor with, like, a paperclip and some string. <laughs> That's just, like, such a short window, though, for the gate to happen, or for, the, like, the time loop to happen. Yeah. If you just think about the relative time, they went from breakfast to this whole thing, like... I mean, you get SG-12 coming back, and then, what is it, the loop is how many hours? That's not even a whole day. Yeah, it's, well, it's they they decide like how, they figure out day. how to slow it down, don't they? No, actually, they, uh, so. no. they don't. That's right, they don't. I think they're just finding ways to pass the time. <laughs> Look at this fucking asshole broke his little ankle there. Come on. I do like how they have kind of like the West Wing thing going on here, though, <laughs> yeah. a little bit like having all their conversations walking somewhere. Everyone's moving. Everyone has somewhere to go. Uh, I mean, that's preferable to having people, like, just stand around, but... Oh, yeah, I, I think that the the primary feature of the hallway on this episode is definitely the way Teal's day starts every time. Yeah. <laughs> Teal's had it rough. He's been trapped in a lot of these loop things. He got trapped in the video game. He got trapped in the time loop here. Oh, yeah. He got trapped in the Thor's hammer cave. Yeah. He's been <sighs> trapped a lot. It's he has true. bad luck. Yeah, he does. But he just never complains about it. He just goes with it. He is just a hardened warrior. This is little. Compared to, like, the... The fucking, um... To Teal'c's people, like, we'd be the Jaffa, like... I guess human civilization. You know, they're more warriors and everything, but... They're they're so dependent on the ghoul, like... It's... It's different, you know? It's definitely they're a different culture. Yeah, I think that that's, like... A culture that we will export freedom to. Yeah. Yes. We got them hooked on, um, what's that, methadone there? Oh, yeah. So now... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, has uh, got the tritonin. Everything's good. Yeah, the tritonin. Which I always thought was, like, tryptophan when I was trying to think of it. <laughs> Makes Teal'c sleepy after yeah. dinner. Yeah, we got to send them turkey or something to the Stargate. <laughs> <laughs> Eat your daily turkey, Teal'c. Well, I mean, turkey General Hammond's intercepting it all. Increases the tryptophan yield by 10. <laughs> Weapons grade tryptophan? Yeah. Fucking Daniel with oh, his Oh, yeah, Daniel's going to get, like, smacked in the face by uh, <laughs> Siler. It's going to knock him over. <laughs> Which, you know, it's, it's hamps to Daniel a lot, too. He does tend to find himself on his ass. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
But uh, uh, Siler, yeah. Siler finds himself on his ass too. Yeah. That's interesting though. Is that uh, actually the guy who plays Siler is the show's stunt coordinator, which is why he ends up getting shot with a staff weapon and hit over the head and electrocuted all the time. Guess it saves the money having him do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, can you imagine secret military base coffee? It's got to be awful. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm sure there's something crazy amazing. I just don't see there being a Starbucks down in the 28th level of the no, probably Cheyenne not. Mountain Complex. No. This would be some high-level security clearances for uh, For the stunt. barista, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty awesome, though, work at Starbucks, get that security clearance. You'd be set after you're done with Starbucks. I mean, yeah, but <laughs> you can't ever talk about what you did. Like, you served coffee. <laughs> yeah, the shit you saw, you could be like... A government consultant. For coffee, yeah. Well, I don't know. You were a general observer of all that would be Stargate. That would be a sweet little web cartoon. Like you have – there's a little Starbucks outlet that opens and everything and they just see like kind of the side of what happens and whatnot. I mean it would be an awful day today though because I think the the time loop's about to start here, isn't it? Because they're – yeah, they're running out of time on trying to figure out uh, how they know, how Teal and Colonel O'Neill know what's going on. <laughs> but no one's figured it out yet. Yeah. He just thinks it's been a weird day. Deja vu, yeah. Maybe, maybe they're changing something in the Matrix. That's what's going on. <laughs> Dr. Fraser's still alive, so that's Andy. Yeah. Oh, spoilers, she dies, by the way. That was a random death. That was a good episode, though. Yeah. Had, uh, what's this, Saul Rubinek in there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A.K.A. Mr. Faja, but also from Warehouse 13. Yep. Yep. I feel like, yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, he's just one of those character actors who shows up in a lot of different places. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Unknown Error. There's a lot of unknown errors on the Stargate. Walter would have known what the error was. Yep. I don't know, though. Walter's the guy pouring himself a cup of coffee when when Ball steals the gate, though, so... (laughs) (laughs) And this is loop number one. You think we should count the number of loops here we're on? Yeah, why not? Well, this is number two, I think, right? Because technically the first one was the first time. Yeah, that's true. This is number two. <laughs> hey, I'm back at the the briefing now. Yep, exactly. See, I agree with Colonel Neal. That's why I want to shout a lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> Even Teal Teal is like, yes, <laughs> this has happened. I think Teal just wants to throw the chair over the table, and be done with it. Does he still have his eyeliner on? I can't tell. Yeah. Always he does. does. Never, never gets up without it. This is, I, yeah, I guess this is still like gold paint, brady spray, teal. He hasn't quite gotten over that yet. Last <laughs> time. Is this the only time they've been caught in a time loop? Or it... Well, I think it was the only time loop. I think so too, yeah, which is surprising. This isn't the only time travel episode. No. I guess it technically counts as time travel, but... Yeah. 
But this is kind yeah. of its own little subsect in it. Yeah, because there's a couple ones with like the time dilation device with the replicators, mm-hmm. and then the light so that everybody wants to stare at for some reason because the light's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then the finale episode, which we will not mention any further than by saying it's the finale episode. That, that lights episode is hilarious. I saw it again like a little bit ago. It's just <laughs> some of the things said in that are ridiculous. See, Colonel O'Neill is he's getting high on the light right now. It's Dr. Fraser sucking him up. <laughs> oh, God. It really sucked to be a doctor in this place. Yeah. Hey, here's no a whole light. bunch of random things you've never seen before go. Yeah, I mean, I grants right on the money. There's no lights in there. Like, no how, windows. How the fuck do you do your doctor work? Like, it's she so dark. She wants to have a cigarette break. She's got to take an elevator like 30 floors up to <laughs> get to the surface. I mean, you could just smoke into the Stargate. Just yeah, but then smoke. you have to. Uh, it costs. What does it cost? Like, like half a billion dollars every time they turn the thing on or something. Yeah, something ridiculous yeah. like that. I think Senator Kinsey's bitching about that at one point. Yeah, well, I mean, he bitches about everything, so. He just wants to take the oxygen from the people of Mars, put them, <laughs> yeah, put right. them in the shitty domes, make them mutants. <laughs> the best mind. Fuck that's what yet. that's what Kinsey <laughs> wants to do. Yeah, he's Mister Cohagen from Total Recall. Huh. Ronnie Cox. Oh, that's interesting. I did not he's realize also that. Mean Captain Jellico from uh, Next Generation. <laughs> and he's also a captain in the Beverly Hills Police. Oh yeah, department. I do. He, I didn't yep. remember him in Star Trek. <laughs> and he's um. Isn't he vice president something of other for Robocop? I forget what his title is. Oh yeah, he's like the one of the executives yeah. at, at the company. Yep. Who's creating the <laughs> yeah, the, the giant retarded robot. <laughs> so you have done seconds to comply. The E D one oh nine. Yeah. Yeah, that like fucking chases people down the stairs and stuff and kills executives by accident. Oops. Although I'm, I'm pretty glad that Stargate never went that direction. I, although I think that the parody episode they had, Wormhole Extreme, did have Teal being an android. Yeah. But I'm really glad they never had a, a robot companion. Yeah, it's it, that would have made it a little less real, you know, in quotation marks real. Although the episode where they had the android copies of SG-1 going around was pretty good, because in the beginning you didn't know that they were the androids. Yeah, that was fun. That was, that was a cool little uh, twist. It was also a good uh, Teal'c episode with Cronus there. <laughs> yeah. So we're on loop number two, and we're we're back on the desert planet again. No, actually, so we're gonna... isn't, isn't this three? I think we're still on two. We're still on two? All right. I thought we... Yeah, because they're going to catch uh, Hitler here in the act, but they're not going to be able to stop him. I'm telling you, man. Charlie Chaplin mustache. I like it's their a very guns, interesting I love face. it when they get the... They get the P90s much better. Yeah, yeah the P90 I know. looks so much cooler. I don't know why they use these over the P90s. Maybe Teal'c. Maybe. They're in close quarters here and everything. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't. I think they probably have to just carry like whatever is applicable mm. at the time for the military. Yeah. They uh, they were actually there was like. A guy in the uh, – I have it somewhere. He was, like, high up in the brass that – I think there were two of them that actually talked – where I was in talks with Stargate, like, about what they did. And one time O'Neill mentioned, like, the aliens in Area 51, and they were like, no, that was really uncool. He shouldn't have said that. <laughs> That's what they got upset <laughs> over. Well, you know, I mean, whatever. I think he is a uh, 
Richard D. Anderson as like an honorary general or something. The Air Force gave him an award for all yeah. the work on Stargate. Yeah, I think I heard that. For depicting the Air Force so in such a positive light. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. And actually, the, the episode where Anubis is going to uh, blow up Earth and he shows up as the hologram in the president's uh, Oval Office there, the Joint Chief of Staff is really is the real-life Joint Chief of Staff. No chairman. way. Yeah, John P. Jumper that's, back in the day. That's ridiculous. I guess he was a fan, yeah. <laughs> that's so well, cool. Well, I mean, for a state <laughs> propaganda show, this is pretty awesome. So. Yeah, I mean, this is pretty good. This is good propaganda. Yeah, no, totally. And out of it, we got so many years of sci-fi. <laughs> See, now Colonel Neal knows what's up. He knows they're in a loop. Mm-hmm. You know, and why is Teal'c not shooting the machine, though, is the question. How do you think the machine worked? Like, there's just, like, little guys under there, like, pressing up the blocks and stuff. <laughs> oh, you mean the prop? I don't yeah. know. That seems like they'd have to use, like... Like, winches and stuff? It would be cheap, I think, to have somebody under poking it, but maybe it's just, like, little uh, pistons or something. Fruit Loop. Fruit Loops are good, though. Fruit Loop Purgatory. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if all you have is Fruit Loops, that would kind of suck, but... Oh, yo, actually, cue uh, pause use for a second, because mine paused by accident, so I'm, like, one second behind you. What time code are you on? 22, 32, 31, 30. You're on 22? Yeah, 22, well, 22 left, uh, sorry. Okay, we're on on negative 22, 32 left, 1954 in. Oh, see, I'm ahead of you then, I have 2018. Yeah, well, so far, how I about am. we pause it and we move it to the same one? Okay. All right, I paused. I'm at 22.17 left. Okay. So we're all on different times, so which one do we want to move to? <laughs> straight straight 20, how about that? 20, straight right, 20, sure. okay. Mm. Okay, hold on. Let me, I'm just going to advance it manually because I can't figure out how to put the time code in. So hold on, hold on. Okay, I'm on straight 20 now, so like everybody neg- ready? Negative 20? 20 minutes in. Negative 22, 26. Negative 22, 26. All right, 22. Got it. All right. One. So three, yeah. two, one, go. All right. Okay. So this is uh, time loop number... Three we're in. Yeah. This is the the third meeting they've had. It's going to speed up here in a little bit, though. It's just going to be flashes of light to indicate the time loops. We're going to have to be up on our counting skills. (laughs) All right. So this is three. This is number three, yeah. This is lucky number three. How do they work? You know what? Insane Clown Posse's been trying to answer that question for years. Nobody knows how magnets work. (laughs) You've seen that video, right, Sam? No. Oh. <laughs> it's one of their songs. Great General they... Hammond face there. The what the hell is going on face? Yeah, like, what? I always like think I... General Hammond just seems like that Mike Judge should have dubbed over all his lines as Hank Hill. <laughs> he could do it. He, that's interesting. Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's more of like the Hank Hill disgusted noise from General Hammond. <laughs> that would be funny. That's the best point in the whole episode. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think that he <laughs> often uses those terms correctly. I like how the folders, though, all have, like, classified on the front. Yeah. When you're 30 floors underground in a fucking mountain, like, <laughs> you're just going to take that home. <laughs> there are different levels, man. I guess. And there's Daniel's office, which is just full of random archaeological junk. <laughs> <laughs> just souvenirs he keeps. That he's allowed but, yeah. to keep. Colonel O'Neill nicely saved from getting knocked over. <laughs> I think this is, is this episode, how far are we into the whole revelation of the ancients and everything? So by this time, they've gone to Ernest Castle Planet and seen the United Nations of Space, but... Still yeah. not very far. So they're still kind of hinting around what's going on. Yeah, have they, yeah, they aren't like allies with the Asgard yet, are they? But they are with the Tok'ra. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just Daniel, I guess, hasn't developed a the understanding of the ancient language yet, because they have to go over the whole chalkboard. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah. Because, I mean, eventually, it's just, like, apparently it's no big deal if it's an ancient, but for now, it's still kind of a... Ah, this thing's really cool. They can plot the gate's position in the galaxy by the coordinates. Huh. That's pretty good. Good teal fucking sleeping. Do you think Tilk really gives a shit about any of this? Though? <laughs> no. like, he'd rather. I, oh wait, actually, it doesn't look like he's. Sleeping. He's meditating. Yeah, he looks like he's meditating to keep himself. See, I'm just gonna like, tell killing tell Marine this uh, this loop out until Neil figures something out. <laughs> he's in a deep state of killing. Oh, he's awake now. He woke up. <laughs> he heard us. You getting some washers out of the drawer there? Uh, no, I was just getting some yogurt. Uh, so everybody in the podcast is gonna be enjoying that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just gonna I'm gonna have it here. It won't be No, I know that, but I'm saying the yogurt noise like <laughs> No, it's gone. It's gone. And this is just like would make unlocking like one of those stupid radial dial locker locks in high school so much more fun if it did that. I wonder why they never sold one of those. Yeah. I would have bought it. Oh, this is what happens. You get out of sync. So this is loop number four here is going to start. <laughs> lightning. Which is always a good sign with the ancient technology when it's shooting lightning around. Yeah. You always know things are going to go well. The gate just has so much shit that goes wrong with it, though. Like, it, it gets a black hole stuck on the other side of it, gets almost pulled apart, Well, it gets super it's, hot. It's imperfect because had, they had to make the uh, dialing device themselves. So, you know, I guess it's less than... And that's, that's you know, they're, they're pretty early. They don't have most te- a lot of technology at that point. So I guess it's, you know, it's got to be pretty jerry-rigged with some duct tape and shit, like, quality compared to the ancient stuff. But it just seems so dangerous to work next to it. It's always doing something, shooting off lightning, <laughs> shooting off radiation. Uh-huh. I guess. <laughs> I do like how Daniel's computer is one of those old-ass touchscreens mm-hmm. from way back in the day, like the one in the uh, Die Hard in Nakatomi Plaza's lobby. Yeah. <laughs> They got to cheat like, his whole hand. Yeah. <laughs> Just slap the screen. 
because apparently uh, the deal is everything resets except for Colonel O'Neill and Teal's memories of what's going on. Mm-hmm. So he can't even record the explanation to save time, which is, I think, what leads into the the juggling lessons and so forth. Hmm. <laughs> which is, I think kind of what Daniel is getting at the whole time here is that Teal and Colonel O'Neill have to sit with him and go over everything. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, you know, based on his expression, looks like a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. It's like, we're going to have a barrel of laughs, guys. I don't know why Daniel isn't staffing this out to that uh, the, the guy who works on the Crystal Skull problem, Dr. Whoever his name is. Yeah, his uncle yeah. or whatever. Oh, no, no, I mean the other guy who works in the Stargate facility with him. Oh, I know who you mean, yeah. Yeah, he's got a beard, he's kind of whiny, and says, I can't figure out how the Crystal Skull works, maybe, that guy. Maybe he's away on uh, another mission, or another mission, that's why. Maybe. I don't know. Seems like kind of a loser to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a number nine. They made a number nine. Which I think this, this is the same concept that comes up like with um, Ball's plan to take the Stargates off the network and then uh, that Avenger virus that uh, the weird scientist guy comes up with. Yeah, that fucks up and like screws the whole gate network up. Yeah, well, what's his name? Felger mm-hmm. fucks the whole thing up. Yeah. <laughs> Which is right where the people you want to be in, in charge of that. Yeah, I mean, you got to think he's like, this guy's like, what, Harvard or Yale, MIT type guy. That's the only the best that they're getting in this setting, and that's what he comes up with. Like, that's how far the gap is between Amanda Tapping and, like, everyone else, all the other scientists. Well, I mean, you know, they've got Colonel Carter, Rodney McKay, and then it's uh, really it. Oh, Dr. Lee, I guess he does all right. Yeah, he kind does okay. of. He has some missteps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is number five coming up here that we're on with. Ah, oh, and here we get to see Teal. Yep. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> See now, if Teal said that to me, I would just be really scared. So that was that was number six. Seven. <laughs> no, Daniel, you're wrong. How do you think he got all that shit on the chalkboard, though, like a stencil? <laughs> He's just that good of a free draw, free hand. I guess. It's pretty good, though. <laughs> Tokes made some good progress on that book he was reading. Here, though, not so much. No, nah, but I mean, you rather learn to juggle, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I mean, like you're you're stuck in the same you know eight hour loop all the time. Fuck it, like I take yeah. a few loops off. Yeah, juggle. <laughs> yeah. 
I wonder if they actually sold that at a con or something. What? I would have bought like the crazy face plate. Yeah. Which is just something you never see again in the series is Colonel O'Neill drawing out the ancient translation and Daniel taking notes. <laughs> but and now I think that but the whole reason behind the ancient time machine here we're gonna find out is the um the virus or this the whatever was killing them yeah the they plague. were trying to get around yeah they were trying to get around it but they couldn't figure out how to make the time thing work right mhm yeah well they couldn't get beyond a certain point right so they just got, they got stuck in the same loop that everybody else is in now which is interesting cuz i'm going to go deep here a bit but you know there was that guy merlin not merlin but whatever his name was um from Atlantis, who had made, invented the time technology. And oh, the guy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he did it, but the council was like, no, you can't do that. We're not going to do that. But he did it anyway, and here's a group of ancients who were like, fuck it, let's do it. Do you think maybe that was the same guy who was like, fuck it, let's just try it now anyway? And because they had like said no to the guy who was gonna, who figured it out, they were <laughs> unable to accomplish it, and this was their punishment. Yes. I yeah. So now they're playing golf through the Stargate, which is of course what you want to do with your free time. Yes. Which uh this this sees actually this episode ran under time, so they just added this scene in right here. See that's just that's great though, that the one scene that you really remember about the whole episode yep. is the one they had to stick in at the end to make it run the proper time. <laughs> so, Alright guys, you're gonna play golf. You're gonna drive balls into the into the hole. I'm sure one of them wanted to do that anyway. I mean, he's getting better at pottery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ask where they got all that golf shit so quickly? Someone, they must have been, maybe they actually played. <laughs> and they just had it. They were going to the course after work. I mean, somebody took a golf club to the moon, so I guess it's not out of the question. <laughs> There's a whole category in fanfiction.net that has been uh, devoted to that, I'm sure. Yeah. That kiss. And what happens to them? It should. Uh, She's hot. Yeah. I highly recommend you all go to fanfiction.net and check out the Stargate SG-1 fanfiction. It's great. I like how he says, with the help of, when in all reality, they were probably pretty much done in the last loop when he figured it out. Well, I mean, you know, it's, I think I'm, by my count, we're on like loop 19 or 20 years. So, so he Daniel's, helped him every time. He, yeah, he's had some, some help, some assistance. Yeah.
Right, but this is I this is the ancients, but in the in the context of the show and in the mythology, we don't really know about them a whole lot yet. You know, this is kind of like a giant time dilation device like the ancients made. Yeah, it kind of has a functional similar effect, but it's just it goes about it differently. Yeah, I guess the Asgard had uh, had figured out how to use that technology a little more effectively by the time they're ready to trap the replicators with it. But ah, the gate corkscrew effect. I love that. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> He's hiding somewhere. I mean, there's a whole, you know, 20 feet of set to look on, so you better get started. Oh, you said 430, didn't you? Yeah. All right, good. All right. See, now he's got the force field up. I guess he had 20 loops worth of time to figure it out. <laughs> to go to enough loan sharks and figure out who he would get money from to buy all that. I mean, it's just I, that might be a more charitable way of looking at it because it would be really sad if he had the force field generator the whole time and just <laughs> didn't use it like the first time. Yeah. Considering he's okay. like, it's a Stargate. Like he knows anything could come through it clearly, and he's not like having some kind of protection doing this when he's clearly not like a military dude or, you know, got a whole crew of them. How would he not use that every time when it's right by the gate? I mean, after they were done with them, I don't see why they didn't just take that. It seems like a pretty handy force field. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, why not be like, no, it's fine. It's like, hey, man. No, what's wrong with his face? That's from the loan sharks that he had to cheat and gamble with to get the money. He's got, like, really bad acne there. It looks like he's got, like, scratches, though, too, like scars or whatever. It's like he's battle, battle weary or something. But he's a fucking book nerd. Like, yeah. <laughs> what are those paper cuts? It's, dude, it's from the Loan Sharks. They're already trying to collect on his debts. He probably had to borrow a lot of money to try and like research all this and go. I'm sure gay travel isn't cheap wherever he's from because you don't see as many of his people out there. So, you know, he's probably had to do some dirty things to be able to travel and to Boy, set all this is, up. Isn't he human? Yeah. Yeah, but he's from another, an advanced civilization or something. I, th I think that's sort of the interesting thing about those, though, is that we don't know jack shit about this guy, basically, other than that he is an archaeologist who had a wife. Yeah. There's never anything expressed beyond that. I listened to Daniel fire this guy. He seems like he knows more about it. Yeah. Nope, Daniel's he's right. Although I think they must have filmed this in reverse, because if you look at uh, the way archaeologist guy, his appearance, he's he's clean shaven in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, and his hair is different, so he must they must have filmed this in reverse, filmed this last, and had him shave and shower. Yeah, I think that the the lesson here, though, is that 
the best way to travel back through time is to take your Klingon warbird and go around the sun. Yeah, fly around the sun really fast. Turn into like a mannequin that gets tossed in a pond. That's the only way. A mannequin that gets tossed in the in the pond. You never saw Star Trek Four? That was like their artistic kind of avant-garde way of expressing time travel as they tossed a mannequin in the pond at the end of the little time travel sequence. I don't remember that. They go back in time to save whales in San Francisco. It's yeah, hard yeah. to forget. Yeah, I mean, I know that movie, but I don't remember them throwing a, you know, a mannequin into the water. It's literally like five seconds huh. in yep. the movie. That's how Colonel O'Neill's son died, though. He threw a mannequin in the water and drowned. <laughs> totally. <laughs> But it's a for, euphemism for finding your dad's gun and blowing your own brains out? Yeah, it's a complex metaphor yeah. for that gun accident. Right? For those of you who didn't, I guess, watch the original movie, that's that was the whole concept behind it, is that Colonel Neal went on that mission because his son had found his gun and accidentally killed himself with it. So he he knew that it was a suicide mission to go to the other end of the gate and blow up um, well, whatever's there with a nuclear bomb. But I guess he reconsidered because uh, Alan Shore was able to talk him out of it. And they do study this a bit, but I don't see how they don't try to get him to help them because he clearly knows a, a de- something about it. I mean, him, the Tolan, the Asgard, the Knox, um, just just a shitload of people that you could ask. Yeah, seriously. Tokra. But I guess, yeah, even the Tokra, like, somebody's got to know something, like. I mean, even when they're trying to get the... That thing looks very similar to the... up. Is Maybe it's even the same prop and when they're trying to get the replicator uh, thing worked out with Ball. Huh. They're trying to get the frequency right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is the exact same prop. But, I mean, that just proves that there's probably a whole lot of people out there in the Stargate universe who maybe know a little bit more about it, and it is a really useful thing. Yeah, well, the giant table right there that they were using the time travel is the, it's the prop from the Dakara weapon. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I was saying. It's the same prop from that. Try, try, try. This cute little music at the end. Do, 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 do. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all good. It's certainly not Captain Kirk laughing on the bridge with Bones and Spock, but... Still ends with Richard D. Anderson going to town on some oatmeal. I have oatmeal every day now at work. Do you think of this every time you have it? Not all every time. This is some sticky ass oatmeal, though. It's yeah, like it really fucking... is. This is dense. Yeah. He needs to put some water in there. Yeah. Daniel's smarty, though. He's sticking with the. He's waffles. having it plain, too. I put dried fruit on top of mine. Yeah, it's plain's kind of weird. Yeah. Unless they're flavored ones. I don't think the military is springing for the flavored Egos. Oh, you don't think they spring for, like, apple cinnamon? Or... That would be sweet. I've actually been thinking about exploring, putting some cinnamon or something on it lately. How about the jelly-filled ones? I thought those are pretty good. <laughs> the, he, uh-huh. should, he should get some of those. <laughs> I mean, he's been working so hard on that translation stuff. He needs some sugar. <laughs> some jelly-filled Egos. <laughs> he deserves it. <laughs> It's like the expression you see in a German scat film where someone's eating shit. (laughs) He deserves it. It's like he wants the oatmeal and he's just so satisfied to be eating it. Yes. 
you just need some German guy with a little pot belly going, yeah, yeah. God. And that brings us to uh, the credits, the outro of um, season four, episode wee, six. Wee, wee, woo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, rendered there a cappella by Grant. Thank you. So that was a great episode, and that's um. That's definitely one of my favorite episodes. It's one of the funnier Stargate episodes. Yeah. I, I need them absolutely. The Groundhog Day kind of episode, right? Well, I mean, Colonel Neil and Teal learned to juggle. I'm a little sad that that was never used like as a plot point yeah. later. What were they actually juggling? Was it golf balls? That's what it well, the like. golf balls okay. look like. Yeah. yeah, someone had golf stuff on the set that day. Yeah, this is, no, that's what I was wondering. I was like, why does Daniel have a bunch of golf stuff in his office? <laughs> <laughs> is he just going to go golfing, like, do nine holes after uh, translating shit? Maybe it was General Hammond's, and they just borrowed it. <laughs> General Hammond looks like the golfer type. You can just see him with one of those hats. <laughs> a little, like, anything in the middle. Well, I think we could definitely got to do this again, but um, as always, I want to say thank you for listening. And we hope that you guys will catch us uh, next week.